Easy G's will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Good. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are going to be talking about TV commercials tonight. Good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. Who is TikTok? My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hello, Veeves. Hello, Andrew. Who is TikTok? Who is TikTok? Who is TikTok? You know, Ben Affleck speaks for all of us (laughs) over... 40. <laughs> yes, over 30, possibly. Over 30, even. possibly. Um, it is, I guess, week three of Super Bowl commercial coverage for us, sort of. Yes. Um, don't worry, we're not doing another three-hour deep dive it, on far from the commercials, it. but we did want to hear- I appreciated the uh, commentary or the discussion of our the length of last week's show- um, and most of it was like loving you mean our listeners talking. Yeah, about it? like there was some discussion of it. Like, oh my gosh, they said they were going to try to rein it in, and then I looked at the, uh, you know, yeah. at the length of the show, and it was three hours. Like, <laughs> yeah. but I think it was mostly either like having fun with us, our crazy length of our show, or actually saying it was a good thing. So, well, again, we did not intend to do it. It's just it just got away from us. If you consider yourself an ad counselor, though, you do have to listen to the entire show. That is <laughs> the law, not just our law. It is the law of the land. That's right. Um, no, but I, speaking of ad counselors, that's what we're doing today. We want to hear from you guys because, like Genevieve alluded to, we spent three hours chatting about our own opinions about the Super Bowl commercials uh, last week, and now it's time to open up the email bag, to open up the voicemail bag, any other bags we have. All the bags. With uh, listener reactions. Any <laughs> any little tease before we get into it, what we're going to be um, kind of exploring here? Well, the um, the Duncan, the Dunkings is the ad that keeps on giving. That really was, like, that's the one... That sort of represented probably the so. Super Bowl, right? Of twenty twenty four Super Bowl was the Dunking Super Bowl. I think it's the one that people yeah. are going to remember the most, and and also the one that Duncan, you know, has invested a ton of additional marketing in this whole concept mm-hmm. behind. So there's just like a lot of like they're doing behind the scenes, they're doing extended cuts, blah 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 blah. You know, like they're really trying to make it part of the the cultural conversation in a way that we'll talk about here. Um, thanks to the listeners who, uh, who posted some of those additional, uh, additional bits. Uh, and also uh, we want to look at a few uh, either local ads that ran in other markets or, or ads that maybe uh, didn't somehow didn't appear on our screening of the Super Bowl for whatever reason, given the, way that media is fractured yeah we'll, we'll get into that yeah I keep on hearing little references in various podcasts or other media about well this commercial that aired during the super bowl i'm like i did not see that and i sat there with a notepad right. glued to the television it's because different things aired in different regions so exactly. i'm actually interested in hearing a little bit more of that and watching those uh watching those commercials i wanted to before we get going here i did want to start by saying one thing that i kind of alluded to a minute ago sorry i'm laughing my cat just jumped on me and now is trying to drink from my straw um <laughs> Bingo, your teeth butter. don't work with straws. <laughs> uh, but I was going to say, I, I was yelling at a podcast I listened to the other day, which is something I try not to do too much because I know people do that to my podcast. But um, they were talking about the Super Bowl commercials and, and somebody said, well, I think it's pretty clear that the, the, Dun- the Duncan, like they won the day, right? Like that was the commercial of the Super Bowl if you had to choose one. And first of all, I don't like the dichotomy of like who won. That was the context. Like who won the Super Bowl commercials? It's like... 
it's, it literally isn't a contest. Like there's you, yeah, it's an award show called the Bullies, and many right, commercials can that, win. Actually, that is true. I guess we that is true. We spent three hours saying who won, but like, <laughs> but I mean, generally speaking, if you really want to analyze it, it's like anybody who used advertising dollars where they got a return on their investment, they won. They succeeded in what they were trying to do. It's not a competition between them all, unless you're talking about the Bullies, obviously, <laughs> um, which everyone is. But one thing that one of them said that I thought was like really short sighted was, well, it couldn't be. Duncan because I already knew about that brand but I had never heard of Temu before <laughs> and I was like well first of all Temu that's the advertised dumbest, the year before. That's the dumbest take on, what, on like whether advertising is successful yeah, that that's I've what they ever said. heard. They said isn't that the, isn't that the whole so point? Every guy inter- go, so every guy right. go at is a fail. I was I was like oh yeah so why does Bud Light and Budweiser <laughs> exactly. so the Clydesdales like that's like the vast majority well, I've heard of, of Bud Light so right, case so they, closed. They can't have won it had to have been Temu <laughs> because I'd never heard of Temu before. Like, no what I did say that I thought Poppy won in a certain way because it made me want to try this magical soda, but that's a way of winning. Right, exactly, and I fell in love with somebody I didn't know existed before named Ice Spice. Yeah, that's that's another way of winning. That's another way. Not for Ice Spice, obviously. No, no, that's that's definitely not winning. (laughs) That was not the return on her investment. Everybody's talking at me. Sorry, Ice Spice. (laughs) I don't hear words saying only the echo of my mind. All right, let's get into it. This is the email music. So what do we got for some reactions from listeners? Let me start with uh, a little bit of a lightning round here. These are just some hot takes from the ad counselors um, that I've seen in various formats. Um, I'll just start with Megan. Uh, Megan says, I'm torn between Popeyes and Doritos, but Volkswagen definitely hit the nostalgia button. Okay, Popeyes and Doritos. Popeyes was uh, Ken Jeong. Oh, okay. Yes, of uh, cryo, course. Yeah. Cryo frozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Doritos was uh, Dinamitas. Dinamitas, but the Volkswagen. The Volkswagen was good. I just couldn't overlook the whole. If you're talking about the yeah, history of and Volkswagen, I, I saw some people having fun with that online. Like, oh, I see your history of your company only goes back to 1950. That's and weird. Did you see the one where it's like, the what dump. happened in 1940? <laughs> what happened in 1940? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we weren't the only people to notice that, but I think like. Volkswagen has always done marketing well. They know how to hit those nostalgia buttons and they they work for me. Like I can I can say that, you know, it works for me on an emotional level mm-hmm. and intellectually know that there are some um missing chapters from that sure. book. And again, we own a Volkswagen, so. Yeah. No, I lo- I mean honestly, the car is good. It's like you know, Look, who is who amongst? <laughs> no, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought I didn't know that you were going so dark there. I thought you were going to say that like it's really you know, like we have friends who just say, "Listen, it is impossible to be a a, a moral consumer." Oh, I, you, in have a a, you have a you have a girlfriend who yeah, says that. Right, like, yeah. I don't, I do not think it is possible to be a perfectly moral consumer in a capitalist society if you are going to, you know, participate in capitalism. Um, but that said, you know, there's there are degrees. Anyway, thank you, Megan. Um, it's supposed to be lightning round. I know for us that means. We're gonna a, a solid <laughs> three to four hours on each question. <laughs> on each question, uh, David said Duncan's might have been the best ad just for the for Damon's embarrassment, which I think you would agree with. Yeah, I loved his performance. That that was the thing. Like it, it, that's what stole the show of that oh, commercial so for me was Matt Damon. Now I'm kind of excited. You said later How on. How do you in the like show, these donuts? I'm so sorry. Yeah, oh, th- th- that's such a Damonism too that I kinda don't know that I ever put my finger on before. But to to not pause yeah. to say how you like them donuts i'm so sorry right like, yeah that's such a that's it's such a, a classic it's a David. way he does comedy that's very funny yeah 
one of one of Matt Damon's one of the things that he's done that just stays you know how something gets stuck in your brain associated with somebody when he played Brett Kavanaugh during the Kavanaugh um, okay. uh, 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 confirmation hearings, he went on SNL and played Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, I don't know if I saw that. It's really funny. And, you know, remember Brett Kavanaugh, amongst other things, was like a fucking rage-aholic. Yeah. Like he just came, he was came in so hot and so angry that anyone would dare accuse him of, um, of sexual assault. Yeah. yeah. And so Matt Damon comes in and his opening line is, I'm going to start at an 11 and I'm going to a 13. <laughs> so I just think of him sometimes when, I, when I'm when mad. I'm going to start at an 11. I'm going to a 13. I, for some reason, when I think of him, like, and again, Oscar, I'm assuming Oscar winning actor. I'm assuming. Like, he's maybe an Oscar winning screenwriter. Maybe not an Oscar winning actor. I don't but like, know if he's won one for It's funny. Acting. I thought you were going to say what you think of all the time is his performance on 30 Rock as a... <laughs> As a pilot, <laughs> as Carol, like, I, I, as Carol the pilot. I don't know why that that particular performance stands out so much for me. But yeah, we're not doing lightning here. Oh, he did win Best Actor in twenty six for Carol. Um, he probably didn't win an Oscar for his portrayal of Carol on a TV show. No, I don't think it was that. Um, I can't. My my Google machine isn't working great right now, so we'll leave that to the internet nerds to figure okay. out. Uh, Anna says the Timu or Temu. I can't. I can't go back. It's, How is nobody talking about this? I feel like that is, I agree. I feel like, do we all, is this some sort of like, are we all getting incepted or Mandel, Man, mandela Like, what is happening? It was Timu last year. It's actually called mandela Most know. people don't remember that. I know, right? <laughs> now, now everything is broken. But I, it was Timu last year. It's been Timu ever since then. And now they want me to say Temu. And Temu just sounds bad to Temu me. Temu doesn't sound right either. It's Timu. It's Timu. Um, so Anna says the Timu ad bugged me, but maybe that's because I hear it's a bad company. Anna, mm-hmm. I have also heard that, and I also I remember I got a ride home from some friends after the uh, after the game, and we were in the car, and I was just saying like, yeah, I, I thought the the Timu ad was like effective, and you know, whatever, but like I and I do occasionally use it. I try not to, but there are certain things that it is just. It, I mean, it is like the most economically like logical thing to do. But honestly, the only reason things can cost that little is that someone is getting most abused. atrocious yeah. circumstances. So, yeah. So we really, I mean, I need to be a better consumer in that in that respect. And this is another one where just going back to that podcast where, you know, that, that host said, oh, well, you know, this introduced me to Temu. Like, I hadn't heard of him before. I'm like, okay, I mean, you could have seen the commercial in the first Super Bowl and it just, like, washed over sure. you. You didn't pay attention. But I'm, I may be misremembering this. I feel like you might have even seen that on a list or maybe I saw it on a list as, like, new Super Bowl it, Last year it was. We, it was well, a, last year yeah. it was. But I thought I, I thought I saw some more confusion in the oh. media about it being new this year because, like, last year I think they had one commercial, which is a song and dance number with real people that was charming and fine. But not memorable. This one is a worse commercial with this weird bitmoji anim- yeah. animation. Makes that everybody think of AI. But because they just placed it so much, because they bought, yeah. I think, three spots in the game plus one pre and post or something. I can't remember the details. But it was the saturation yes. of this pretty shitty, otherwise memorable, like unmemorable commercial. Yeah, so to whoever said you only need to see an ad once to know about a company, Timu in the very thing you're right. talking about. 
prove that's not yeah. true. <laughs> I mean, which is really an interesting thing. I mean, I bet you that commercial is very cheap to make. I'm we were dying. Saying, that, like, lo- that logic is killing me. It's yeah, so I know. funny That's to so me. funny that that drives you crazy, too. Of course, we are very obsessed with commercials. And yeah. Other people are watching, you know, more for like this was a sports podcast I was listening to. So yeah. anyway, um, what else you got? Lauren says, uh, so far, my least favorites are Reese's Caramel Big Cup. That's the one where they're like, we've got news. Yeah. Yay. We've got it's. We're yeah. changing something, you know. It was very shouty. I was surprised how was much my loud. buddy Luke liked that one, but there was something funny about the guy patching up drywall that got to him. That as a, one was that as a guy patching who's been up, patching up a lot of drywall yeah. lately. I do think that the yeah, if you pay attention to if you if you have the sort of if you can if you can look past the cacophony and kind of see some of the the details of what's happening in it, it's kind of funny visually, but I'm, I get why Lauren's saying it's super irritating and just sounds really gross. Mm, like yeah. anyone screaming, yay, no, yay, no, yeah. it's annoying. And then this one, I got like Lauren and I part ways on this one. She says, Poppy Soda, give me a brark. <laughs> now, Poppy was the one that was like, it was, it was like okay, shots we, of we attractive young soda. people and like mostly like kind of mostly young people, right? Mostly young women and maybe in their 20s or whatever. Just kind of really cool stylish. shots of them being like very colorful and a little wet, a little twee. A little twee. Oh, it was twee, was it? Slightly. I think okay. it was like a color palette that, you know, we maybe associate with like a slightly retro, maybe a little bit Wes Anderson of a color palette. Not really. Over the top. I remembered it as being more like almost garish fluorescent lights almost like those 7-Eleven commercials where the people were riding them their bikes around and had this very kind of urban well, feel we, to we it. May just, thought... We may just be experiencing things in yeah. a different way but anyway it was very... What does purple look like to you? Right. It was very stylish. Um, I assume that what Lauren is asking to be given a brark about is that it is like over promising what sure. diet soda yeah. can accomplish. I mean it was a it was, it was some a big, bold claims. It was a big swing. But I'll chef. I'll definitely try one. Yeah, you know. You haven't tried it yet, though. No. Huh? Um, okay, and then I. Uh, oh, this is from Schaefer. Schaefer says Schaefer had like a two-part take. So the first part of Schaefer's take is I'm not a hundred percent sure because I am gacked on five hours of unrelenting visual stimulation. Mm-hmm. But I think the one at the very end of the broadcast where Beyonce and Gary from Veep uh, try to break the internet but fail is a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was just the straw that blew the camel's mind. But I liked mm. it. I mean, I love Gary. I love Tony Hale. Of course, Beyonce is always like visually mm-hmm. exciting to see, and she's a good performer. So and she's I, just a good actor. She like she. It's, I don't think the commercial is that special, except like she just has. She charisma. brings it. Yeah, yeah her yeah. charisma is just like flies off the screen. And then this is part two of Shaver's take. Upon reflection, a white dude using a computer algorithm to tell a black woman she isn't doing enough might not be the best narrative, but maybe I'll take another look when I'm less stimulated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, <laughs> I think Beyonce is definitely like, you know, she's walking away from that ad, uh, the winner in all kinds of ways, because yeah. in most, in large part, it was a mostly Beyonce commercial. Yeah, he's a, he represents a toady in a certain way, <laughs> yeah. so I think we're okay on that. But I pre- I'll, I'll look at anything under the feminist lens. Indeed, indeed. Um, and then this is the last one I wanted, last uh, lightning round take I wanted to share. Steve says, worst ad, three-way tie between Jesus Gets Us, Scientology, and the RFK Jr. Kennedy ad, Decide for Yourself. So I didn't see the Scientology, I didn't see one, the Scientology yeah. one either, and I still haven't seen it, but I did put the link in here. So you want to yeah, give it a whirl? A I do want to say one thing. I know that we're going to get deeper. I think there's a lot of reaction to the Jesus one, too. And I haven't, um, you know, I, I don't want to beat up on Steve here, but like this seems to me like these are three organizations or <laughs> statements that you don't like 
because of your own feelings. But does that make something a bad well, commercial? I, well, you know? I thought. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons a thing can be a bad commercial. If it's if it feels like a straight up lie, which I think that Jesus one was. I think it was just like religious. I think it was just like whitewashing a bad organization or a bad set of beliefs. Then yes, it's a bad ad in the sense that it is really dishonest and it's like angry making for that reason. Like it can be qual- it can be a well-designed and executed product and still make us angry. That's interesting. I mean, and this is just a matter, I mean, this is like semantics, so I don't want to like disrupt the show with this, but it's just like, I see that so much differently. I think a commercial for an organization or a cause that I don't believe in, that I think actually is a compelling message is actually a good commercial because I'm judging commercials here. I'm, I'm com- Oh, I know you're, I'm you're judging- pure as the driven snow, Andrew. No, it's not about pure, but when we talk about- You what- get mad about all kinds of things. You get mad when you think somebody's doing a fake doing like someone says they're a real customer but then they're not you get all up on your high horse um i don't i don't know exactly what we're talking about you can call it out when i do it but i mean i sort of think that like the you know the 1-800 cars for kids radio commercial that a lot of people are probably familiar with is obviously an awful sound it's an yeah, awful they sound. know it's awful the, but the, it's also crept so much into the culture that there are references to it on TV shows like Kimmy Schmidt and the and good place all of, and the good place and yeah. all of us know about it. And if you had a car to donate, you would probably think of them right away. It doesn't mean that I enjoy the sound of it. And then again, I'm not even getting into I actually I'm. I don't know about that organization, to be honest with you. Um, but either way, I would say like, but from if I'm judging that as a commercial enterprise, as a marketing enterprise, you have to say, well, it's successful in this way. And so in a, in a way, just sort of like listing a bunch of things you don't like, like Scientology, this version of Christianity and RFK Jr. as a, as a vaccine denying politician. It's kind of funny that now does that may, mean they're not angry making? No, a really good commercial could be angry making because you're like, God. God, that's such a good commercial for something I hate. Well, I think this is actually very germane to something we're going to get into later about the Jesus Gets Us ad, uh, which a listener called in about. And he, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to uh, say what he's going to say because he says it really well. But um, suffice to say, like if it it made, if it's if it's a commercial that no matter how well it's made, does not sway anyone on any side of any spectrum to your. Uh, point of view for whatever reason then it's not successful and there's a lot of there's some evidence that the Jesus ad is was extremely unsuccessful in all the ways that would matter to the marketers Hmm. but let's let's watch this Scientology ad which again I have not seen I grabbed this right before the show started I full disclosure and I'm sure as will come no to no to no one as any surprise on this show um, I think that Scientology is like a basically a criminal enterprise that either you are a victim of it or a villain of it and that there is basically nothing good about it. I have a lot of sympathy for people who are trapped in it and a lot of anger towards the people who I think are abusing and conning the the a lot of the members of the the church. So obviously <laughs> they know that people think this about them they have a terrible rep and this is an ad that is called decide for yourself any idea where this aired was it like the la region do we know i don't know where it aired. yeah where it aired okay well neither one of us has seen this yet but it looks like just by scrolling through it here that we're seeing a bunch of people uh in various scenarios and it almost looks like a bunch of stock footage like that kind of vibe of people um going about their daily participating life. in the church activities oh is it church activities looks okay like it, and then yeah. this the, it looks like the voiceover is going to do a lot of the lifting here 
Every day, millions of people ask, what is Scientology? Here's an idea. What if you just take a look? See for yourself. <laughs> what if you great. see for yourself? Oh my God, wait, wait, this is amazing, this is amazing, this is amazing. So we see people, they're, they're going into probably one of those Scientology, like sort of like um, get to know us centers yeah. or whatever, and they go right for the cans right away, the Thetan, like the two cylinders that you hold the so e-meter. it measures you, the E-meter. Yeah, I like, did that. you know I've done that, right? I, I For some reason I just like, because of I have all the same feelings you do about Scientology and, and the, the fact that it's like masked in, a, a certain a certain mystique I'm just surprised that you thought they'd be more subtle that they'd be more subtle but it's like no grab these cans they're Gra- showing people grab like the, grab this fake j- science j- just grabbing the cans what if you see for yourself who we are what we believe and what we stand for our doors are open all people of all faiths in every corner of the world so what is Scientology maybe it's time to look what is Scientology we're not gonna tell decide you for yourself we're not gonna tell you in this ad we only have a full minute yeah, to tell you what Scientology is. But we're not going to tell you anything that's said. This is the BECU treatment. What does BECU stand for? It stands for community. Yeah. It stands for a better you. It stands for people looking at... It stands for Boeing Employees Credit Union. Yeah, I, I it fucking actually hate stands this kind for of shit. Yeah. Also, hot tip Scientology. You don't want to encourage people to ask what you really believe because what you really believe is fucking crazy. But again, to get the, just to talk about this as a commercial, it is so clear what they are going for. When you pass one of these centers, the next time you're with your friends, you're like, oh yeah, the yeah. Scientology Center. Just go through the door. Yeah. They're just well, literally, I mean, again, as a fan of- That's why of, I did the E-meter, because I went to the Museum of Scientology, which is in Hollywood, and we just went as a gag, and it was like- A lot just, of people probably do. Just to be silly, and nothing about it swayed me mm-hmm. in any- you know even slightly it only reinforced my recognition that this is total a total scam although you did buy a dvd so you gave them some money i did give them some money so that was a success in a certain way for them you literally paid for their propaganda it was so crazy though i just wanted to somehow like bear witness to the craziness but i sort of feel like it's like i feel like i've gotten my money's back by by shit talking them in enough public forums at this point like like we sometimes talk about phone scams right like Mm -hmm. how could anybody like who just calls with this obvious scam how can you how could this be profitable if you have a hundred people at a hundred phones making yeah fake phone calls to try to scam old people in the united states or whatever how could you make enough money off of that and it's like well just it's just the numbers game and yeah. then this one is just like get get in the door you you maybe you think you're better than this and you're going to come in and make fun of us still might walk away buying a cd or a dvd you well, know and, or and, and or maybe you go in with a... a group of five and maybe all four of you are laughing but there's one person who gets a seed of an idea and a few years later gets more curious about scientology i also think like all cults like loneliness is really powerful mm. and there are a lot of people who are searching who are lonely who are suggestible um and yeah all it takes is like i mean they're very sweet and welcoming when you go in you know of course they they treat you like you're their long lost best friend and they want to tell you all about this thing that gives them so much joy and i understand on some intellectual level 
it's how that true, might yeah. be compelling. It's interesting. I Sorry about that noise in the background. When we got done playing this, um, YouTube suggested a whole bunch of other Scientology commercials. Yeah. It Unfortunately, like this, we fucked our algorithm. It looked like it's the same one. Um, don't worry, I'm logged in as TBTL here. Um, <laughs> it's the same one in a bunch of, the same commercial in a bunch of different languages based on this, but one of them has the little YouTube live button, and it's the live feed of the Scientology network, and I just cl- clicked on it, and it looks like they just have like 24-7 basically Scientology um, marketing like this, like yeah. just a bunch of commercials probably playing on a loop or something, but like it got me to click on it. I'm like, what do they got going on that's live right now? Yeah. Interesting. Well, anyway, if, if you can hear the sound of my voice, do not join Scientology. Unless you're lonely. <sighs> All right, let's go talk about something that brings everybody joy and that is not a scam, which is Dunkin' Donuts. Um, so we laughed. We talked a lot about the Dunkings. It's the, not Dunkin' Donuts. It'll always be a little bit of Dunkin' Donuts. They make they sell donuts. But it's always it's Dunkin' now. It's, it's Dunkin'. KFC and it's Dunkin' yeah. and it's WW for Weight Watchers, I believe. <laughs> I think they might have had to go back they on go that. Back? Uh, anyway, so the we talked about the the ad with Tom Brady, Ben Affleck, J Lo, Matt Damon. Everybody, you know, I think has seen that at this point. Um, I saw this little behind the scenes. Uh, you know, quote unquote, behind the scenes uh, video that was kind of circulating on social media that's pretty fun. Um, it's just Tom Brady, Ben Affleck, and Matt Damon throwing a football around. And it starts with you're going to hear Tom Brady saying, like, oh, did you play ball in high school to Matt Damon? Which I thought was, <laughs> and it's like we're, we are meant to interpret that as like Ben Affleck feeling very like overlooked. And, and then he kind of gets very like, ego driven and trying to make Tom Brady throw him like a really hard pass uh-huh. and of course he can't catch it uh-huh. but I did think it would have been funny if they leaned a little bit more into Ben uh, Matt Damon as a high school football player because he was in a movie he kind of got one of his very first roles as a young teenage actor um, was uh, School Ties where he's the villain he's like the he's mm. the school quarterback who's then displaced as the quarterback by a, a better athlete who's played by Brendan Fraser. And it turned the plot turns on the fact that this is in the 1950s and Brendan Fraser is a Jew and this elite pub private school where they all go is like very anti-Semitic. I remember seeing commercials for, I'd never seen the movie. I remember seeing commercials that had like, like I think swastikas in it or yeah, something like there's graffiti. A, there's or, a, yeah. T- yeah, a really terrible. Okay. I mean, you know, a, a brutal scene where a swastika is painted on uh, Brendan Fraser's, uh, but you could uh, Ben Affleck's also in that movie. Uh-huh. Um, it's an incredible cast of uh, Chris O'Donnell's in it. Like all of these like That's young actors Batman. who became huge names are like sprinkled throughout this movie, and they were all no names at the time. So this this uh, video we're gonna play here was probably a, was this a lead up to the Super Bowl, or this is a long tail in the Super Bowl? We think of of Duncan releasing like extra I think that's footage. a long tail. I okay. certainly saw it after the Super Bowl. Okay, so the, here they are. They're playing catch. Matt, you play high school football? No, no, no. Oh come on! Don't don't. Inflate his ego that like that. That's good. That's talent. All right, just let me, a lot let me of get here in high school. Really? Let me get a few. Matty, step out. Step out. All right. All right. Let's start slow. Tommy, gun one in here, baby. Come on. Tom kind of throws like, like a very, very gentle pass. Very gentle. Yeah. <laughs> Comedically gentle pass. <laughs> yes. Don't do me like that. But you want harder? Yeah. yeah. No, no. I want like the, not like the mat. No offense, but I want the. <laughs> give it to me, gun it at. See right, that? Wait, wait, I this, throw it with heat. Back up if you need to. Right? And then just lay it in here. Back. Right, Throw it. Hard. Gun it at me. Come on, baby. Hard, brother. Please don't. For real. Touchdown. You can Hard. hear Matt Damon going, please stop. All right. That was a little. All right. Yeah, I wasn't ready for that. 
<laughs> I'm really enjoying this persona that Ben Affleck is doing with the Dunkings. I Does can, his accent come and go? It a comes bit? and goes. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously putting it on. He doesn't yeah. really talk like that, but like he's doing an accent that he, you know, obviously grew up hearing. Yeah. And I'm just really enjoying this, like this bit that he's doing. And I maybe it'll wear thin, but I don't mind it for now. No, I'm gonna do it. It's pretty charming. Um, so then one of our listeners, and I can't remember if I put it in the thing. I don't think I did. I'm sorry I didn't. But somebody posted the... Ex- so some, let me let me contextualize this. There is an extended cut of the Dung King's ad, which is like four or five minutes. Um, and what it is is the first half is all Ben Affleck sort of monologuing and or talking to other influencers about how he's going going to execute this plan of like becoming a I guess hip-hop artist who gets on JLo's track of his wife's next album so he talks to all these people one of the people he talks to is a influencer named Charlie D'Amelio or D'Amelio um and you'll hear him say in this in this conversation he has with her like had you never had you really never heard of me and the reason he says that is because she I guess on Jimmy Fallon I don't know if this was when this was done. I guess it was, uh, does it say when that is? Um, that let's shot? see here. Uh, this was three months so ago. So three months ago. So way prior to the Super Bowl. She went on Jimmy Fallon and they play a, a clip of her doing a lie detector test that uh, Vanity Fair, I think. Some magazine, I think it was Vanity Fair. She does a lie detector test as like a, as like a gag with Gan- Vanity Fair. And they ask her if she really loves Dunkin' Donuts because she apparently is always like promoting them on TikTok. She's got 150 million followers. And they say, do you like Dunkin' more than this guy? And they show her a picture of Ben Affleck. And she says, I don't know who that is, but I'm sure uh. I love Dunkin' more than he does. And then she's, so Jimmy Fallon is asking her about it. And she's like, I mean, I had met him before, but I just didn't remember who he oh my was. God. I got to tell you, I find, I I don't like Jimmy Fallon's general demeanor. I just find him off-putting. Mm-hmm. And I find her to be pretty vapid. She's 18 years old, so no surprise. Um, so the two of them together are not my fave. But then Ben Affleck's take on it in this in this extended cut is pretty funny. I'm going to start by having you play this this section of this interview with Jimmy Fallon on on his show. Uh, I wanted to ask you something because I saw Vanity Fair, they did a thing, you did a lie detector test. With, you know what I'm about to say? Yeah, you love Dunkin' Donuts. I do. Okay, well, let's just watch this. Do you actually like Dunkin' as much as you say you do? Yes, yes. and I shamelessly promote them so much. No, I'm such a fan of Dunkin' Donuts. I feel like I'm happy that they're doing like cool stuff, though. Do you think you like Dunkin' more than this person? Yes. Do you know who that is? No. <laughs> <laughs> you. You don't know who Ben Affleck is? No, I do, and I've like fully had conversations with him before, and like, I know who, that's why it's so, unbe- my sister clowned me for that so hard the entire ride back. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> but that's hilarious, so like, yeah, I love, you like it better than this person, and you just blanked? Because I just like, I know how much I, I've had two coffees already today, you know? Like, yes. I- you, you were in the I, zone of Dunkin' Donuts, you didn't care who any other I know how much I love it, and yeah. it's more than anyone. anyone. Yeah, including that person who, at the time, you didn't. So, as an influencer, are we to believe that this is all organic, or that she has is in some sort of relationship with Dunkin' Donuts for for you know so that she can influence about this? And I would assume also, she's getting paid like, by Dunkin'. Yeah, okay. To, it's called Dunkin'. Sorry. 
Uh, I would assume she is is a doing some sort of sponsored content. Yeah. I think that I mean, she might she might truly love it, but clearly at this point, probably laying the groundwork potentially by re, you know retelling this. Well, on it's very Fallon. hard to know where like who like it's like a snake eating its tail. It's like hard mm-hmm. to know where if there's anything authentic about this. Um, but I would say that. Like I think that she's uh, she probably did really answer that question honestly um, t- uh, t- in the lie detector that she just like looked at a picture of Ben Affleck and she's young and she didn't know who he was because he's mm-hmm. not like the most famous person in her world right mm-hmm. and he also has a lot of different looks too it's like this he says in this next so yeah here, now let's this, just extent- watch this I'm excited to watch so it, this yeah. is the extended cut it's a little bit of maybe going to be a little bit hard to follow because he's just kind of like thinking out loud most of the time but at a certain point he starts talking to her. And he asks her if she really didn't know who he was, and they kind of have a conversation about it. And he try when he tries to explain what he does for a living that he's an actor and writer and director of of feature films. It's really funny. Okay, but we're gonna start from the beginning on this, right? So yeah. this is a, almost a four and a half minute video. Now that you told me that the last minute of this, at least, is basically the commercial as it aired in the Super Bowl. Yeah, so we probably he, don't have to listen. Once to all he gets of that. into the car with Jack Harlow. We can okay, we can but cut this is off. like basically everything that happens leading up. It's to his that idea scene to that do saw. that. Okay, yeah. sounds good. And is, is this going to be so almost like documentary yeah. style footage? Okay. Oh my god, he was so bored. Why does he look so bored? Oh, we should probably explain this. Okay, it yeah, opens so. with uh, him. He's watching a piece of entertainment journalism with a picture of him and J Lo with with the Chiron that he looks like the most bored man in the world at an award ceremony somewhere, or some ceremony somewhere, yes, at some like. banquet. And he's talking back to the TV and saying, like, I wasn't bored. I'm just like, I'm always watching. I'm always like, I'm always clocking the situation. Oh, my God. He was so bored. Why does he look so bored? Bored. He laughed. Said I was bored. No. Studying. Always watching. Who's on the stage? What moves can I steal? I can do that. Well, how can it be? What's going on, baby? I'm in the office in the editing studio. It's a fun thing for me because I don't really have never done, you know, any music thing or anything like that. I think because of that, I had this crazy dream, you're gonna laugh. I had come up with like some beats and some rhythms, and then you were like, that's dope, I love that. Like, that's amazing, that's like a whole new sound. We, maybe we should put that on the record. I even had like a persona like J-Lo or like B-Lo. That's the bad version, obviously. Do you have any time today if I wanted to squeeze by and like, I understand. Now, this is interesting because in the commercial, I actually thought this was a bit of a clunky line. J-Lo says, we talked about this. But clearly they did. They Clearly they did talk about it. Jen, you know, not the only one with a dream. Not the only one with, with an identity and a self-expression and the truth. Chance, what's going on? These are the beats right here. Is that a CD? Big time music expert. You don't know where music comes from? It goes well, on I, CDs. I do remember those. This is rough, but it's also finished. What you hear there is like, that's the soul of it. He's going into the booth. I'm still down with Duncan. Should I do the dance with it or not? Um, probably not. This is rehearsal. We'll be here all day. I'm not bored. I'm locked in. I got like this or too subtle. He's showing off costume ideas and they're absolutely, but <laughs> just totally bananas. That stage. I'm a dancer. You don't know who Ben Affleck is? Are you kidding though, right? That's it. No. Is so that now, you? Now I he's obviously that. talking to Charlie. Oh. It's a bit of a younger picture. Jennifer Lopez's husband. That's cool. I'm a um, kind of influencer myself of well, sorts. What do you do? 
I do some acting and writing and directing of movies, which are a long form entertainment that were popular in the 20th century. <laughs> now she's showing off some dance moves. She's a dancer. You know, I think if I do that, people could be overwhelmed. We could always do like a step. Bang, step. right? Boom. Yeah. Is that cool? I mean, yeah. Who is exactly. TikTok? She was giving him a very, very basic dance. <laughs> they tell you you're no good. You're a goofy, middle-aged, clumsy white guy with no rhythm and you can't sing on key. You're not coordinated. That means I can't be a pop star? Mm -hmm. Underestimate Boston. Mm -hmm. At your peril. This is me now. Actually, she comes by my spot. Don't ask permission. Now I'm just going to All right, now he's in the car with Jack and Harlow. This is, the rest and of this is about, the original And he's lad. about to now take everything that he's been working on. There is the one great designs. line. Let it play like 10 more seconds because Jack Harlow uh, has a real, there's a good take that didn't get into the final cut. I remember even we said in the last show that Jack Harlow, in the very limited space that he had in this commercial, delivered a line very he well. He brings I it, thought, yeah. yeah. Actually, she comes by my spot. Don't ask permission. Now I'm just going to go in there and show her what I can do. Here's why I know it's right. It's because there's a voice. Don't do this terrible mistake. That might be what you need to hear. No, that's the wrong no, voice. No, it's not. What if it's a voice or a reason? Nah, I don't have that voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's nah, really, I don't have that voice. Believe me, that's really good. Yeah, no, I'm charmed by them. I'm so charmed by it, and I think Ben Affleck, too. Like, boy, that guy's been through the ringer, you know? I mean, like, he has had a lot of personal ups and downs, and he's had to do it in the glare mm. of the paparazzi. He's got that back tattoo. He's got that back tattoo. I mean, this, you know, he's had str he's struggled with substance abuse and stripper, you know, <laughs> A stripper addiction. I don't know. No, like, I didn't know about that. I don't know what all, but he's had some. He's had his uh -huh, challenges. Yeah. And this, I just like seeing him. Kind of. I mean, I know it's silly to say come out on top, like he's had every advantage in the world. But like, I root for the guy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't have strong opinions. I think he's the a other. smart guy. Sometimes, like the, the the real like leaning into the Bostonness of everything, sometimes feels a little played out to me. Just generally speaking, yeah, I feel but like that he's might be it, some that might be some some bias on on my part. But yeah. um, okay, so this next, I'm interested in this next commercial. I can't remember if you teased this on the show earlier or you were trying to explain it to me off air. But this is not a Super Bowl commercial, but a commercial that that was released after the Super Bowl, coming off of Usher's performance, yes. a planned commercial, I guess. Yes, yeah, so it's very fun. So you'll remember that the Uber Eats campaign um, teasing and then during the Super Bowl was predicated on the idea that you have to forget something to remember something else. So you have okay, all these celebrities yeah, yeah, yeah. forgetting like huge part, like Jennifer Aniston forgets who David Schwimmer is. Yeah, that was brutal. Um, you know, uh, what were the other ones? Like just like very fun things where people were like forgetting. One guy forgot to how to take a seat. How forgot to, how, how to, to take a seat. How I to said sit that in funny. a chair. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So um, in this one, if you if you saw the Super Bowl, you know that the halftime show with Usher um, involved a big roller skating number, which was pretty impressive, right? Like it's like roller skates, you know, not always predictable. Like it's hard to do under a lot of circumstances. I, I mean, thought about, I thought it was real ballsy having those folks. I, I, during the Super Bowl, I was just like, how many? They must just like keep the roller skates on twenty four seven, like do this a million times. 
because he mu- it must on be part stage, of his normal stage show because otherwise there's no way you could just learn it for this one. Show. Yeah, and same with the dancers as well. Yeah. I think a lot of what we saw in the Super Bowl I've heard was part of his residency in uh, in uh, Las yeah, Vegas. Yeah, I mean, so. and it would be insane for that not to be the case. Anyway, this one's very fun. So we, you know, everybody has that context. He roller skated in the halftime show. Now we're in a practice space. Usher's in the center of kind of a ring of, um, I guess, like dancers, dancers, but also like, you know, directors and producers and things. And they're, he's he's trying to roller skate and like show them what the what his what the show's going to be like. But he cannot stay up on his skates. And these other people are just standing around him like gobsmacked at how bad he is at roller skating. All right. So the idea is to... Um, uh, where am I going? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm okay. Did us if we get out of skate? Okay, got it. Oh, no, I don't. Whoa! <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't be watching, but I'm watching. No one should see this. Oh, we... all right. Okay, keep going. I meant to do this. It says, whatever, whatever you forget, remember Uber Eats gets you everything. Uh, yeah, that's a great, I love the idea of setting up a campaign and yeah. then having a long tail on it and having the direct reference to the Super Bowl in like the days after the Super Bowl. That's pretty good. Integrated yeah, marketing. And also, like, it's fun to watch somebody who's really good at something pretend to be really bad at it because you could only pretend to be that bad at it if you were really good at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? He does a great job of looking yeah. unsteady on his skates. Yeah, and he doesn't, I don't know how many of those falls were really him, mm. but um, it was very fun. Um, and then we have another one here. This is a, an email from Sarah or a comment from Sarah. Yeah, Sarah writes in to say, I live in the Washington, D.C. area, so I know the I know the local Super Bowl ads would be very different for me than y'all in Seattle. I had to share this bonkers gem. Okay. This is for um, a, a local company in the D.C. area that sells gas fireplaces. Um, and so you have all of these people saying why, like, what's going on, what's going wrong with their lives. And... I just want to say this thing like you think you think it's like kind of dark, but hmm. wait till the end. Really dark. Huh? Yes. All right. Sounds good. So this is um, and it's very like keep in mind it's like that very local production value. So it's like very cheesy. Looking. Yeah. And it looks like a spokesperson or maybe the owner of the company is talking directly to us at the beginning here. I think so. Joe Jacoby knows gas fireplaces. I want a romantic night at home with my husband. Buy a gas fireplace. Papu, why is it always so cold in here? <laughs> Buy a gas fireplace. Now through President's Day, get up to 80% off gas Okay, so I'm just going to back up a little bit here because I kind of set that up in, incorrectly. It's obviously a uh, a voiceover guy saying that Joe Jacoby knows fireplaces. And apparently he must have played football at some point in his life, too, because he's introduced as Joe Jacoby number 66. We see, <laughs> yes. see him sitting in a show floor surrounded by fireplaces and holding a football when he's sitting on a recliner or some such. And then uh, when... I'm we surprised see- they didn't put him in a full in full pads in a jersey so we hear joe knows fireplaces then we just cut to a woman in her bedroom well yeah, saying, in front of a green screen of a bedroom yeah, true, but well put exactly and it's funny because it definitely has that sort of like uh i don't know sort of like 
McMansion-y sort yeah. of feel to it. Um, and then and then when you heard a little kid's voice, we have two older gentlemen. It might even be like a grandfather and a father. a father and then a little girl. And they're just sort of, I guess, somewhat awkwardly sitting in these two armchairs. And the little girl is standing between them. And I guess she says that line to her grandfather. That Why she's, is it so cold? Why is it so cold in here? So, okay, I'm going to go back to the beginning here. I don't know what else is coming, but I didn't just need you guys to know what we're seeing. Joe Jacoby knows gas fireplaces. I want a romantic night at home with my husband. Buy a gas fireplace. Papu, why is it always so cold in here? Buy a gas fireplace. Now through President's Day, get up to 80% off gas fireplaces and buy one, get another fireplace free. Okay. That's, that is a wild preposition. That is an interesting two I'm, for one I need to go deal. from having zero fireplaces to having two fireplaces. <laughs> Fireplace free. It's our biggest sale of the year. Cypress Air. Go online or visit our showroom today. Ah, I lost three fingers chopping wood. You should have bought a gas fireplace. Jeez Louise. Yes, that's what I was end, waiting for. We start to hear the scream before we know where it's coming from, and then we see a guy, again, like in a very cheap set or in front of a green screen, holding up a bloody bandaged finger, ha- or a hand, hand with, rather, with three where fingers, fingers removed. missing, and you hear what he said, and then we see Joe Jacoby at the end for his last should have bought a fireplace, and he's holding an axe, almost implying that we know that this guy had the accident himself. He said, I, you know, was chopping firewood, but this seems menacing yeah. to me. It really is. I mean, I just want to say, uh, Sarah, thank you for setting that in. It was totally worth the price of admission. That must be one where they sort of knew on the local level, though, that like we will make this so bad and then thinking like, oh, maybe this will go viral because our ad is so bad. It's good type of thing. Yeah, very possible. And then it looks like we before we get into the Jesus ads, it looks like we have one more commercial that maybe we didn't see in our market? Yeah, I don't know exactly how this ran. It's a little, it's from PETA, so it's going to be about animal, um, you know, animal rights and uh, not not consuming animals or animal products. Um, it's It appeared, where the way I saw it appear was as a Facebook reel, and I don't know how it was distributed. And it just says on this Facebook reel, like, PETA's ad that aired on Super Bowl Sunday. So I feel like there's some room for, mm-hmm. like, that doesn't necessarily mean it ran on this during Super Bowl mm-hmm. broadcast. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like they might just be again having that sort of like we were talking about this a week or two ago, I think that like just kind of well, you air it around the Super People Bowl People are it paying attention to commercial. ads. Yeah, exactly. So, I, again, so this may not really count as quote a Super Bowl ad, but I do think that it's sort of worth um sharing here because it's I mean, PETA has is is no stranger to doing shock value ads or or trying to like get people's attention in unconventional ways. This is an ad that stars Edie Falco. Mm. Uh, of Sopranos fame, among other things. And bad nurse. Nurse Jackie. That's what I said. Um, so I just thought this was kind of an interesting take, and I'm interested for you to for you to react to it. So we open up in um, a normal suburban kitchen. Edie Falco's getting some cheese out of the refrigerator, and then two kind of rough-looking bearded men men who look like they maybe are like work on a farm or or otherwise like have some sort of like uh kind of like outdoorsy type type of job they kind of break in not break in but they like kind of storm into her kitchen she's about to cut into some cheese the guy grabs the block of cheese and and 
That's Start. my cheese. Please don't. Okay, please don't take my cheese away. Please. So this is like really uh, the imagery here is like very upsetting, as you can hear. Like we we don't even get any dialogue until about 19 seconds into it, and we see kind of a close up of the knife that she's about to use to cut the cheese. It it clanks to the floor. It's like cinema verite sort of like yeah, with some weird close ups, and it's just like it just gives you the feeling of being very upsetting. And these two guys who come in are very big, menacing and looking guys, yeah. and they're just like clearly it's like it's very much giving you home invasion powerlessness yeah. vibes they take the cheese that's my cheese please don't okay please don't take my cheese away please please don't take my cheese away she goes for the knife he steps on it she can't get the knife. please don't take please don't take my cheese away please can i please have my cheese Please don't take it. They're silently now walking out of the house as she gets more and more frantic. And again, they are just like silent, but like not just passively looking at her, like angrily yeah. looking at her. And I'm again, I haven't seen this. I'm seeing this for the first time, but it's like really giving you the the t the vibes of a type of scene of somebody like abducting a child right. or something. Exactly what you're supposed to think of. of. Yeah. yeah. Can I please have my cheese? Please don't take it. Oh my cheese. And I was gonna make pizza. <laughs> what? Nothing I saw on that counter looked like she was. Oh, was there some dough on that counter? Yeah. That cheese does not look like the, like the type of cheese I would want on pizza. It was pizza, like very, Peter does, very. Peter doesn't know how you make pizza. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, I guess if you're making like a three cheese pizza, you might use some cheese that that is that is that color. But I have very basic tastes. Peter doesn't care. Yeah. Pizza. <laughs> Am I getting the point of the commercial, yes, though? Yes, you are. The point of the commercial is that they don't know what color the cheese should be if you're going to be serving me a pizza. Right. I'm just glad that I was able to offer that. My cheese! And I was going to make pizza! So we now see the truck The truck that is leaving has two calves on the back of like a little trailer, and then trotting along beside the calves is an adult cow, presumably the cow, the mother... And then the the text on the screen says cheese isn't your baby, but when you t when you eat cheese it deprives a mother uh, what does it say but it robs a mother of hers it robs a mother of her babies because that's obviously cow milk is meant you know is biologically to feed cow calves what though am I I'm not sure though science on that is. 100% accurate. What but... am I supposed to be seeing with the truck driving away? Is it like these guys came and took her cheese? Are we supposed to believe that these two thuggish guys are now in the truck and what they essentially did was they didn't rescue a block of cheese. They rescued these cows. I don't understand what this shot is at the end. I think it's you don't need to overthink it. It's like we just need to see they, they, they need us to see that the this is like about cows and, and calves. They should have just shown close-ups of cows faces or a cow nurturing I, I mean this is a very specific shot of two like you said calves in a trailer and then a cow marching along behind the truck it's so specific and it's yeah. very confusing it's a little confusing but i mean the message is that milk cow milk is for calves mm -hmm. not for people to eat um this is another one where it's like except for the end which i think is a total mess because now I'm confused and I'm not thinking about it anymore. Like, this is another commercial where, like, I'm not some PETA person, but, like, 
this is the type of thing that could live in my brain. Yeah. Like if you see that, even if you kind of don't like it, even if you're like, that's too upsetting, that shouldn't have been on TV or that's exploitive yeah. or whatever, I could see this being the type of thing where when you're cutting a block of cheese in your kitchen that looks like that, you think of this I commercial I think a more again. successful ending would be a cow nursing, like a calf yeah, nursing. Yeah, me too. I'm surprised I didn't go with that. But I also think um, there was kind of an interesting discussion about this on the Facebook group. Some people reacted to it as like very off-putting by PETA to that anything PETA that anything where you where PETA says the good guys are the people who are breaking into your house and taking yeah. something from you is not going to win you to their side. And then other people saying, well, it's highlighting how ridiculous it is to cling to a food item like it's your child, like it's right. when in fact the animal is the one with the child. This would have been harder to do. I mean, here's the deal with this commercial. Like, and again, I, I'm just putting aside. I mean, people get so triggered by PETA stuff. And like, I'm not a In PETA. Both directions, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so like, just putting that aside, me just talking about this as a commercial. Like, I think the end is an absolute mess that I'm just like, you were going for something here that you at least had my attention. Like, what the fuck? Um, but also, I'm trying to think if there could have been a... Maybe it's that the calves are being taken away from the mother and the mother's chasing them. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's what they're trying to get across. To me, not well shot, not well communicated. But I'm also wondering, like, if this... Okay, because I was thinking that... these guys left with the cheese, but then when they went out to the truck, it represented they were they were saving these cows or something, which I guess is wrong. Because I was trying to think, like, is there a better, instead of home invasion, what if it's more like a child and family services kind of thing? Yeah. Like, you see two people from child and family services or coded in that way, coming and taking away a woman's cheese and a mm-hmm. woman being very upset about that, but then juxtaposing that at the end with a cow, you know, nursing her calf or something like that. Like, I feel like there was something... Yeah, like they were, they're just off by a few clicks on this yeah. one, I feel like. I mean, I also would say PETA doesn't always have the best beat on like where no. where the zeitgeist is. Yeah, well, they don't know what kind of cheese goes on a pizza. They barely even know what kind of cheese goes on a pizza. <laughs> uh, anyway, I did want to say thank you, Carol, for sharing that. I think it's really provocative and interesting to think about. Um, yeah. And I really appreciate it. Yeah. did Were people upset by the the implied graphic nature of it if that makes any sense i mean i don't know if anybody was nobody that i i was because it is upsetting yeah it's upsetting okay um i didn't know uh, edie falco was uh one of the PETA PETA folks yeah me neither although i'm not totally shocked yeah a lot of celebrities are vegans yeah i'd rather have you be a PETA person than than um a scientologist scientologist Yeah, yeah absolutely um, all right, let's close with a discussion of the Jesus Gets Us ad, um, which I had a outsized um, and vociferous reaction to, which I will not recap here. If you uh, care to hear it, you can go back and listen to it in the three hours that I talked about it last week. Um, Kristen had a thought about it, and, and I guess <laughs> I guess it's kind of uh, cheating of me to just like let like just a platform the people who agree with me but i didn't see anyone who disagreed i could tell you when you when you were I, I, this is a subtle thing but when you and i haven't even heard it yet but when you were telling me there's a voicemail on this topic i could just tell from the way you were talking about it that they agree with you well i think they had an interesting take it, mm-hmm. yeah it's like i don't think we disagree but it was it was a take that i hadn't thought about in a different way but i do want to say what I repeat what Kristen had written which was my overall thoughts on the jesus commercial are I share Vives' rage, and if you have Super Bowl ad money, you have paying taxes money. 
And I strongly agree. I agree with that, although it raises the question, and that's why when you and I read a couple of different articles like about where this money is coming from, like this wasn't like brought to you by the Catholic Church, right. or I mean, it wouldn't be the Catholic Church anyway, but any kind of a church, like this is some sort of an organization, probably a, and I'm, Kristen's probably right, they probably are not yeah, paying taxes. I'm sure like they consider themselves some they, sort of 501c3 exactly, yeah. type of situation. Yeah. yeah, a lot of these organizations are, yeah. are, are uh, even if they're not a church in the sense that they don't pay taxes as a church, they don't pay taxes as a nonprofit. Yeah, exactly. But this is a, a really nuanced take that we have uh, in a voicemail from Tao, and it's uh, I wanted to just have him speak for himself. Hey, guys. Listener Tao here calling from Omaha, Nebraska, um, following up on the Super Bowl show. Um, I was uh, just enjoying the conversation regarding the heat gets us ads, and they get me just as heated as, as Genevieve uh, seems to be with them. And um, while I think you guys kind of stumbled on the, the right the real purpose of them, which is that effectively, you know, PR, the same as when, you know, BB has an oil spill and they put out all these feel-good ads about the good things that they really actually do do in the world. Um, I've always felt those were just PR masking for that, that unaware, maybe not even necessarily Christian or certainly passively Christian kind of group. But um, Can I pause here? Because I asked you earlier to give an example of when I get kind of angry at something, but it's also still a good marketing thing. I think a perfect example might be Amazon. Mm -hmm. You and I have several yes. times, I think after the other thing too, saying like, God, that commercial is so good, but, but I hate what they're. Yeah. I hate what they're doing, and I just wanted to throw that example in there because sometimes there are some just freaking great Amazon commercials that seem like all inclusive and good mm -hmm. for the planet and all this. Or shit, a but person whose things. life is immeasurably improved because they got to work in an it, Amazon it, exactly, warehouse for eighteen exactly. hours a day. The same as when you know BB has an oil spill and they put out all these feel-good ads about the good things that they really actually do do in the world. Um, I've always felt those were just PR masking for that, that unaware, maybe not even necessarily Christian or certainly passively Christian kind of group. But um, what I thought was extra interesting is uh, as a person who's grown up in the Midwest and was the son of a pastor and spent plenty of time in many, many churches, um, I have continued to be just very interested in and in, in keep eyes on, on a lot of these, especially the far right, you know, Christian nationalists, the really hardcore people that are pushing these things. And uh, I find it funny that, that they also hate those ads, but it's just because they keep pushing further and further into the Jesus is really too liberal for us kind of thing. So uh, as far as like an actual ad campaign goes, I, I feel like these can only be considered uh, a failure and a money sink, which... Um, in regards to how much money they spend on terrible legislation trying to push those things through, I guess we can count that as a win for uh, anybody with uh, common decency. But uh, I did think it was just funny that um, it's not even working on the, the hardcore people either. They kind of hate these ads and think that they're way too liberal. And uh, I, I got some joy out of watching them be almost as angry as uh, any of us with their uh, with their Jesus ads and I just thought that, that was kind of a, a funny little bow tie to, 
to tie that up. So anyway, thanks for the show, guys. Hmm. It's interesting. So the assumption is because the two extremes don't like it, it's an unsuccessful ad. I think that ads usually go for the middle, don't they? Well, we talked about this a little bit last week that it's, if anything, I guess it is going for the mushy middle, the people who are sort of um, casually view themselves as living as, as, as maybe non-practicing Christian or just, you know, sort of unexamined. But um, this gives them maybe a better feeling about uh, Christianity in general. But I would say that it's worth asking yourself if you're the marketers who are creating this ad campaign, are you doing yourselves any favors if you are alienating and you're actively you're actively attracting the ire of liberals like me and also conservative Christians? I mean, surely there's there's a downside there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I think of it like as a political you know, the politics right now, and, and this is, you know, very related to politics because it is the the cultural politics that are, you know, ads like this literally do have an effect at the at the polling yeah. places. Right. So I think it's a apt comparison. And it just sort of seems like the the people who are running political ads aren't worried about, you know, when, when they're actually trying to get you to vote for an issue or a person, they aren't worried about the Genevieve Hazes and they aren't worried about the super far right. Because we're unswayable. You're unswayable. I would say I would say that the argument would be this is aimed at the middle. And I agree with all of the, the, the whitewashing, for lack of a better word. I thought, did somebody in the last show, or maybe it was you, had a had a, um, I don't know if they just said religious washing or maybe I was listening to another podcast, but basically like sports washing has come up on this show yeah. before as well. The NFL is actually another good example. Like we Terrific, talked about yeah. that like tear jerky commercial with the kid in Ghana. The but NFL you said our a- friend was like, who was watching it live with you said, oh yeah, now you can get um, CTI in, CTE. Uh, or CTE in, in, in Africa as well. Yeah. And I mean, I think the NFL is a fantastic marketer um, across all of its many platforms and also a pretty uh, reprehensible organization mm-hmm. by many metrics. So it it does, you know, it's, it, we talked about this at the top of the show, like is an ad good because it's successful or is it an ad good because it um, does something good in the world? And those that's just a subjective decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that that was something I hadn't thought about that like this would, that an ad like this, Jesus Gets Us campaign would alienate um, hardcore Christians as much mm-hmm. as it alienates me. Yeah, definitely. But for and, a totally different reason. And I would say this pr- probably Pollyanna-ish of me, but what I said on the last show and the, like part of me is I like, kind of hopeful is like, well, if it even just like takes a little bit of hate, a little bit of the hate speech out of the rhetoric, that would be good. If it does affect somebody, it'd be like, maybe I should treat people like human beings instead of like just the enemy all the time. But that's what I think. The I think that's what I think that uh, Tao is saying is that it's not accomplishing that. It is not helping the person who is um, a hardcore Christian to become more humanistic. Um, if it if it's doing anything, it's let it's it's the whitewashing. It's the it's the Christian washing of uh, of of the of a bad thing for the mushy middle for who's not paying mm-hmm. attention. Yeah, but maybe the mushy middle who might have a knee jerk reaction to be a little bit more nasty. All right. Well, yes, that's the, um, that's the I guess the the upside. And I also wanted to ask also Tao Tao has uh, called into the show before, and I think I'm saying your name correctly based on the voicemails we hear, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm saying it like oh, yeah, T A O. For- but if you want to text the uh, voicemail line or email us, just let us know. I want to make sure that we're not mispronouncing your name. Yeah, it was a little bit um a little bit muffled on the voicemail. Uh, so if we're getting it wrong, let us know. You can sell. 
Did a lot of these comments come from the Facebook group this week? A lot of people having a conversation there. Some of it was Facebook, some of it was voicemail, some of it was email. So that's a good place if you want to chop it up with people and have conversations about the stuff we talk about on the show or other commercials that you see. Go to the Facebook group. Just look for After These Messages Show on Facebook. Uh, Also, we love hearing your voice. Uh, Love playing that voicemail there at the end of the show. Call us at 607 444 5597. That's 607-444-5597. You can also record a little voicemail and email it to us after these messages show at gmail.com. Maybe next week I'll play for you some vintage um, commercials that we've been uploading to the YouTube page. You can find us there uh, if you look for After These Messages podcast on YouTube. All right, are we? Done with the Super Bowl? We're done with the Super Bowl. Oh, Until nice. next year. Hey, we did it. And by the way, <laughs> we didn't keep the show to a half hour. We are an hour and seven minutes so uh, far. <laughs> for us, that's a short one. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for all the comments and conversation. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Oh, dip. is he's once again back again with the caravan of Manchester from Pakistan.